Hello, everyone. Welcome to Fly the Coop. I am your host, Carrie Ann Carter. After 22 years in the real estate business, I've seen my fair share of people, stories, and experiences fly the coop in one way or another. This podcast is all about telling those stories. Let's jump into the coop. Welcome back, everybody, to Fly the Coop. We're so glad to see you today. I am honored to have Austin Maram Maritas. I didn't watch it. No uh, in the house. Uh, Austin has been in this beautiful business of real estate, everybody, for four years. And what a success story you have had, Austin. I just thought it'd be fun to uh, interview you today. And Absolutely. share some nuggets to the new agents because there's such an interest in this amazing business, isn't there? Absolutely. Yeah, there's a, there's an incredible amount of interest and rightfully so. And uh, thank you so much for the introduction. Very humble to be here. And uh, no one else I'd rather just chop it up with and talk about the real estate industry. And um, yeah, hopefully we can give some good little nuggets for uh, consumers and agents out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what inspired you? What inspired you to get into the business, Austin? You know, I actually had a little bit of a unique story there. Um, so I got into the business when I was 19. Okay. And between years 18 and 19, I had this like very weird kind of self-growth where I basically just injected myself with as much knowledge as I could physically consume. Okay. And so uh, through that year, I, I traveled in Europe for a little while. And the, the train system in Europe is like super crazy, right? Very, very nice. And um takes you for everywhere you need to go. So I traveled, I think I did the math, like 12 hours of train riding over there in like 35 days while I was overseas. Wow. And um, I burned through like eight books, right? And so in that eight books, you've got like the, of course, the cornerstones of self-development, like rich dad, poor dad, how to make friends or win friends and influence people, um, stuff like that. And long story short, I came home after this like 30 something day hiatus and I knew that I didn't want to limit myself in what I thought I could achieve anymore. And so I wanted to get into an industry where I knew I personally wanted to see myself as far as an investment kind of thing. Right. I always wanted to invest in homes. I always wanted to create, you know, a, some type of portfolio, you know, something rewarding that I could pass on. And um, so I thought, you know what, I'll try my hand. You know, I, I'm entrepreneurial in spirit. So I thought it made sense. And so that's how I actually got started. And uh, I think like a lot of agents who stick it out and actually, you know, succeed, you know, quote unquote, succeed by staying in the game. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, I think like a lot of those agents, I just found success somewhat early, which is enough to, you know, even just one or two transactions is enough to show you how rewarding and how fulfilling the job can be. And right. that really is what snowballed me into, you know, making it a career. So you would, I'm sure agree, given your success story, that there are some fundamental um, structural elements to this business that ha create uh, a need for some grit and tenacity absolutely, uh, and consistency. So yep. what was your lesson? Because you're young and you're, you're doing beautiful work. So what, Thank was, you. what was that pivotal point for you in a business? That's really a lifestyle and it, I call it a woven blanket. Um, your life as a whole is really driven um, organically because of the nature of this business being really a nonstop flow of energy. Like it's a 24 seven thing is a real thing and defining what that is for you, how you manage your schedule and how you maintain consistency as part of, because it's so time consuming. 
yeah, putting a personal yeah. life as part of. Yeah, very well put. Um, and yeah, I think that was something that I don't think anyone could have prepared me for, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't think there is, you know, any any way to know exactly how you balance it until you get started. Um, I think something that really helped me was, you know, there's a, I don't know if you know, Gary V's got a book called Jab, Jab, Hook, and it's mm-hmm. like value, 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 ask, right? Yep. And so, you know, I almost kind of tweaked that a little bit to just like, I would rather have like 30 jabs and like debatably never even ask for the hook, right? And so if you, I kind of reframe my mindset around endless value, right? At scale over time and, and, and never jeopardizing who I am throughout that process, right? So just making sure that I, you know, I'm already a social person. I get my energy from being around people and talking to people. Um, so just leading with that kind of North Star as I put myself in my normal rooms, you know, I was, I, I started this job, um, you know, in the prime of my college years. So, right. I mean, although I wasn't in school, um, I lived on campus with all my friends who were in school. Mm-hmm. And so I still got to put myself in all those social rooms. I didn't feel like I lost out on any of that, but it was a great way to kind of teach the balance of, you know, the job doesn't have to come up all the time. Right. Whenever I saw those moments to just, you know, be insightful in a way that is super lax in a way that's like, um, you know, I, I don't need anything from this conversation other than to know that, like, I, I took the time to pour into your question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always just kind of adopted that from the start. And I think, you know, that book was was integral there. So I would say if there was a moment, um, I would say reading that was was it was a bigger one for sure. Mm-hmm. That's really, really cool. Because I mean, that's a very mature place to be at your young age. And it's really impressive. And definitely a lesson that can be taught. Right. So in four years, as of December, you started your own team, Austin, which is amazing. Really yeah. congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. So yeah, I was when I was um, 23, I had, uh, and this is just a, a quick side story, but I, I had gotten very sick. Right. And I like lost like 14 pounds and uh, was like out of work basically for like three weeks, like super, super ill, right? No, God willing, I'm still here today. I'm perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, so that's not what the story is about. But <laughs> the the premise of it was I had, it was like, it was late Q3 last year and I had one home under contract during inspection and I had two pending. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's not a ton of upkeep to do during these transactions, but in an inspection period, you know, there, there is quite a bit of communication and yeah. a lot of times that communication is very time sensitive, right? Some mm-hmm. of that tenacity is coming out, like we talked about and stuff like that. And so, um, that coincided with me getting very sick and I realized I was just a one-legged table. Right. Mm-hmm. And so for me, you know, kick out my one leg, the the only non-disposable piece of my job is me. And I realized I can't do that to my clients with a, you know, with a clear conscience. Mm-hmm. So I realized it was almost out of necessity that, you know, I don't want my clients to be taking the fall whenever I, you know, take a fall whenever life serves me. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, it was, it was just one of those things where, you know, obviously I think the team model, as you've been a, a beautiful example of, is a, is a very incredible thing for the client and, uh, and just the long-term future for real estate agents. So something I knew I wanted to do, but almost needed to scrape my knees to, you know, light the fire under my butt and make it happen kind of thing. Yeah. So. so what did that look like for you because of aligning the right energy with a business model? It's sometimes can be tricky, right? That 
Yeah. Creating and training um, a person that will make decisions on your behalf or as a partner um, in a way that you would be really feeling good about. So how did you seek it out? You know, I think I went into it knowing, so I did about six months of research before doing it. Um, And I don't think that, you know, there's any amount of preparation that you can do that's better than the real life experience, but I'm sure you felt that too. Mm -hmm. But um, I would say from the start, uh, a business mentor of mine said that you're never going to be able to delegate 100% and you're never going to be able to manage 100%. There's going to be a balance there. And so the goal was never to remove myself from the business as I start my little, you know, my little real estate team. Right. And so, um, it's kind of that, you know, that, uh, idea of, you know, I want to make sure that I still let you fall. I still let you make mistakes as, you know, as my agents, but, um, but I'm there to catch you on the second bounce kind of thing. I don't, I won't let it happen twice or we'll make sure that we're very constructive about those moments and, um, continuing to grow and learn. So they've been a huge help for me. They've taught me things about myself and about this business that I would have never otherwise known. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. yeah, I mean, I'll, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been very easy to align. I've got very good people, you know, in my corner again, and they're super green, you know, and they'll be the first to tell you, I don't feel bad saying that, mm-hmm. um, but they, but they've got great heads on their shoulders. And I think, as I said, at the top of the episode, um, from the, from the idea of their intentions, it's mm-hmm. very clear that they're like great people. And so even if they, I can trust them to not only make decisions on my behalf, but to know when to step back if they are not in a position to make that decision sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So they'll bring me in as needed. Like I said, I'm never hundred percent away from anything that's going on with them. So it's been great. It's been interesting. I mean, looking back, there's a hundred different things I do, right. But that's life. So just glad I started when I did. Really, really amazing. Yeah. It's so impressive, Austin. So in entering this business, which just changed so much, uh, even you've been in now four years, even in just past five years, right? Oh yeah. Um, and part of that's like going stepping back in time and watching and you know, the progress of real estate as we know it now. Uh coming through the first cycle of major change, because you've been in a very dynamic market in the time you've yep. been in the market. Yep. Um, how do you perceive the shifts and changes right now? And how do you coach your team through that as a young team? Um, because there's a lot of young players out there. I would say, actually, I'll correct that. I'm not even going to put an age on it. Um, 80%, they say, of the total national real estate pool of you know practicing agents have mm-hmm. been practicing for five years or less, which is remarkable to me. You know, yeah, it's, it's that's crazy to me. That's an eye-opening stat to me as well. I did not yeah. know that. Um, yeah, 80% so of sure. the country. Um, and, and then... I think what's interesting about these opportunities is sharing um, how you interpret uh, a shifting market and how do you take from the history, the historical components of real estate, because really in 25 years, I got in in 1998, there's been four major, I'll call collapses and rebuilds in the market, right? And as we can see, it, it always rebounds. Because yeah. everybody needs a home. Yep. You know, everybody needs a place to live, regardless of where you're at in life, how old yep. you are. There's phases of life, I call it, cycles. They mm-hmm. cycle every seven to 10 years. Um, and you are in a really cool place because you're at the beginning of what will be transactionally 
and as a storyteller through you're meeting these people that are going to go through, you're going to be growing up with them, right? You're going to watch them get married, have children. Unfortunately, some are going to pass and some are going to divorce. That's a reality of our world. They're going to remarry. They're going to uh, go through life transitions and change themselves, rebuild themselves. And I think what I, my question is, is how do you tackle the technology, maintain the relationships and absorb change in a way that can be super constructive and you can regurgitate in a successful way so you can maintain momentum during a time that's um, the momentum is faster than I've ever seen it. Yeah, that's a great question. I think the answer is kind of twofold. So um, I would say the number one way I would say to make sure that clients are, you know, staying informed through this period is there's so much good information out there on like the macroeconomics of everything. And I think, um, you know, as, as, as maybe as watered down of an answer as this is, I do believe that transition, you know, making sure that our generation's, um, way of receiving things is, and when I say our generation, I'm referring to you and I, everyone right now, you know, as a, in, a, in a sense of how they're receiving content, mm-hmm. I think we need to take a step back and look at consumer behavior, first of all. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my first answer yep. is um, taking a look at the consumer behavior. I think number one, first and foremost, we've got a lack. I think we all know that we need to communicate what we know at a micro level you know, very, very specific data on the market, we all can agree that we need to continue to communicate that effectively to the consumer, right? Mm -hmm. So making sure that that's top of mind for us and our team here is super, super important. But I think we take it a step further than that, which is how does the consumer ideally receive this information and Mm -hmm. back the, you know, back the data into a packaging that actually gets received. I just see so many um, very insightful market updates, so many agents sharing what's going on in the market, but it's in a way that's not being delivered, you know, optimally. People aren't necessarily, although the information's fantastic. I mean, even some of the best in the business, like I think of Keeping Current Matters, you know, and Tom Ferry and their group and all the things that they do for the market. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a, f- a fantastic job of delivering real-time data to us, mm-hmm. but- with that said, it takes an agent who wants to learn about this, you know, about what's going on. And that's fine. But the consumer, we can't expect the consumer to think that way. Right. No. And mm-hmm. so for us, the big thing has been repackaging that info in a way that grabs attention. Mm-hmm. And so for us, we've been super focused on like our hooks. Right. So our first 15 seconds of a conversation are everything and getting a consumer to be educated. And it's not it's not um, a ploy or uh, a strategy necessarily to get them to listen. It's a strategy to get them to actually engage and make them a better consumer, a smarter consumer. Right. Um, and so I think, yeah, it, it's it's fulfilling when you look at it from that angle, right? It's it's a matter of, you know, not how many people, how many views can I get on my video, but genuinely, how can I help people see that over time, you know, over the next three years, five years, seven years, whatever you want to call it, the investment of real estate is going to be a great investment for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but distributing it in a way that, you know, actually makes them feel like happy to, to yeah. hear it because they, right. they'd so much rather read the negative media news because yeah. they, because the media understands how to get them to look right and how to get them to receive it. So um, mm-hmm. I think making that our North star has been the number one way of 
staying relevant and um, just keeping happy, guided, you know, trustworthy consumer to agent relationships. I love your word, North Star. Yeah, it's like one of my favorite. It's, it's one of my favorite things, and I'm also a believer that if it's not written down, it doesn't it doesn't exist. So I mean, I've, I've got everything written down. My whole bottom of my uh, computer is covered in sticky notes, um, and so I try to stack up as many of those North Stars as I can, just to you yeah. know, hopefully look at them and create the habit. So all of us have words in our life that just resonate and connect us, like to us. And I think mm-hmm. North Star is your word. Possibly. Yeah. It's a power word. It's definitely a power word. It's a power word. You know, I'm known for my, like all of these words, creme brulee and beautiful and reverse, you know, engineering and, um, yours is North star. I love that. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. I like, I like it too. So I'll, I'll let you coin that and I'll take it and run with it for now. I think you should. uh, Hopefully it sticks. I think you should, because it's a powerful word and it really drives, um, like it to me, that can be so many ways you can carve that up and slice it and dice it to be meaningful yeah. uh, in marketing. And that's one of the reasons I love doing this because just through an organic conversation, you come up with like these nuggets, I call them. Yeah. Takeaways. Inspiration for for an audience about you is just your mere entry into the market at such a young age, how inspirational and being really clear about the fact that this is what I really want to do. And I'm willing to sacrifice, you know, A, B, and C, you know, to get to X, Y, and Z. I'm going to do all of that. And then I'm going to connect the dots in between and, and being a visionary in a way that at as, as a young person, you don't see often Austin, I'll be honest. So yeah. There's a whole yeah, book no. right there probably for you. <laughs> maybe, maybe one day, maybe if, uh, if the exit of real estate is graceful, maybe one day, but, um, but I appreciate that. And I would say um, you touched on a, a word that I love sacrifice. And I will say when I got into the business and I think this is probably the number one thing, you know, the, the biggest Googled question for people, you know, I would say from like 15 to 25 is like how to become successful as a young person. Everyone, you know, has that question. And if I ever got the opportunity to answer it for somebody, it would, it would sound something like when I got started, I changed my, my uh, time horizon immediately. That was the first thing I did. And I can truly say I'm still executing what a novice 19 year old created in a notebook you know, four years later. Right. Uh, And now granted things shift, things change, you know, we get a little smart, smarter and more uh, strategic, but the time horizon in which I set the goal is ultimately what I believe is the reason I'm still in this business. Um, And I think one of my favorite quotes is people overestimate what they can accomplish in a year Mm -hmm. and underestimate what they can accomplish in a decade. So true. Right. So I, I firmly believed then and still now that, if I got in the business at 19 and I stuck around till I was 29, that I could create something that I can't even wrap my mind around. And that's, that's was so exciting to me. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if, yeah, if I had any piece of advice, as far as sacrifice goes, it would be to, you know, God willing, you get the 10 years to make that run, um, mm-hmm. commit to something for that kind of time horizon and watch to see it probably won't even take 10 years, but just watch to see how the, um, the type of work you create changes, right? Mm-hmm. Versus if you were to give yourself a one-year goal, like oh, I want to make a hundred thousand this year, something wrong with that. Um, but 
it, to me, you know, the actionable steps that you create to get to that goal look a lot different than if yeah. you say, I want to build a brand over the next 10 years that helps 10,000 people. True. Much different, much different actionable steps, much different focus as far as what you're building, you know, service and experience wise. So, um, yeah, that's that's always been like my number one thing, genuinely, the whole time. Really, really impressive, Austin. So if there was one piece of advice that you would give to your audience, because I know you podcast, you have yeah. your podcast, don't you? Yeah, 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 for sure. What's it called again? Uh, the Final Talk Through. Oh, that's cool. What was the inspiration on that? Um, the, the name, there was no inspiration. I just thought it was kind of corny, but it's real estate related. And then, um, and then the inspiration for the actual podcast, um, was honestly, um, a place where I could give my audience to repeat, you know, at, at scale visit and create a competitive advantage in the marketplace as a consumer, no matter where they are, who they're listening to, who they're working with, um, just a place where I can, repurpose content and genuinely give buyers specifically it's, it's geared towards buyers it's geared towards you know my biggest demographic of following and um so yeah y- younger home buyers maybe just looking to play their cards for the first time and so just wanted to give them a place where they felt like they could take actionable steps and takeaways well you're picking the right time in the right place my friend because 50 percent of our city is a first-time home buyer or a young buyer right it's a very young city Um, So there's a huge need out there for that direction and guidance and being able to be relatable and being able to really align yourself with the thinking, the thought process of where they're at. I think that's the secret sauce truly to a successful real estate agent. That's a career agent is being able to connect the dots and future cast what the outcome is in a way that's comfortable for them and get them to the finish line so they can have their lifestyle experience. And it's a win-win. That's the point of it. I think you do a great job too of uh, empathizing, right? With, and like you kind of touched on it or shaded on it there of that's, it's the fun, it's it's the best part about our job is that each client has such a different set of, you know, hot buttons that either make them nervous or make them excited or are the reason they're buying and to be able to listen, ask those, you know, thought provoking questions and really empathize with your clients is like the coolest part of the job. And um, yeah, so hats off to you for continuing to do that at scale. And, um, you know, you and a couple other agents, I know I continue to consume content and just watch how you guys do that. So that's so well on that. I think us, all of us sharing and learning from each other's, you know, almost all of it, honestly, it's everything. It's everything. it really yeah. is. And I think when to be aware um, where you're uh, going to be a beautiful example, Austin, is that's an organic piece of your person. And a bit this work that we do is extremely complex. And I think people underestimate the complexity of it. And it's very emotional. And you're helping people through their stories. I call them, everybody's got a story. Yeah. And the makeup of their story is unique. Like there's very, I mean, there's some high level replication, right? There high, there's high level, like we talked about earlier, but really everyone's um, but hot buttons, if you will, or win-win buttons are unique to their story. So being able to read the room and help navigate their story is what we do. It's very Absolutely. little about buying and selling real estate. It's no, really helping the steps of the story. 
Yeah. And it, there is, there is so many, you know, non-tangible steps to the process that are just genuinely based around, you know, the experience of getting to know your client. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that could be a topic in and of itself for a oh, whole yeah. podcast episode, but it is, it is very fun. And it's what makes, um, it's what, it's, it's what, you know, keeps you young in this business is that, you know, there's never a day like the last. So I know it's never boring. <laughs> Well, we'll definitely plan to do more interviews. I like to do short little snippets. And then I want everybody, we're going to um, link up Austin's contact information and all your handles. Um, yep. But I think that, boy, check Austin out. Really impressive success story in the world of real estate. And I see amazing, beautiful things coming um, from your uh, team and your person, Austin. And it's just an honor to spend a little time and visit with you today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. I, uh, I appreciate the kind words. And like I said, there's no one else I'd rather collab with and uh, put the word out with. So um, thanks for leading by example and appreciate you having me on. Thank you, Austin. Austin. Oh my gosh. May, may Maritas. Am I doing that correctly? Yep, got it. it. Got it. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I hate it when I botch a name. So I'm glad I, I didn't do that Austin. It's a, oh, yeah, you did name. great. And it takes, it takes most people way more tries than you took. So. All right, everybody check out Austin. Uh, really an amazing interview. Thank you so much, sir. We will see you next time on fly the coop. Much appreciated. Have a good one. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of fly the coop. Be sure you subscribe to the show and leave us a review. I sure would appreciate it. We'll see you next time in the coop.